It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Hey, 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 it's Bayo J and welcome to The Motion, a debate podcast which sees two guests with conflicting opinions engage in an intellectual tug of war to sway my vote to their side of the motion. From music to society, culture to sports, the topic may vary from week to week, but one thing is always guaranteed. Your emotions will be set in motion. Through period dramas, we're seeing film and television push boundaries with historical storytelling. Netflix's most watched original series, Reggae Jean Page, also known as Bridgerton, showed this with their casting choices and classical covers of popular songs such as Thank You Next. There are also theatrical examples, including Hamilton, which tells the story of America's founding fathers, but played by people of colour. While this is great for inclusion, some argue that the historical inaccuracies might be more damaging than they appear. This inspired today's topic. Do we really need more black period dramas or should we focus on telling new, present and futuristic stories? All the way from the US, debating that we do not need more black period dramas, we have BJ and Mitty. Hi. Judgy best friends who make up the pilot podcast. They put their love and passion for all things TV in quick, funny and informative episodes to answer the question, should I watch this? And on the other side that we do need more black period dramas is Corinne. Hey! Corinne is an English literature graduate who dabbles as a pop culture journalist and PR executive. Before we go into the opening statements, I've got a quick question so the listeners can know you a little bit better. Imagine you're the star of a new sitcom, but it can't be based in the modern day. What period would you choose and why? So I'm going to mix it up a little bit because I've been obsessed with WandaVision and I want a little bit of every decade from the 50s through the 2010s. Yes. Come on, Buffet. I love that. I'd probably say the 80s. I just think it's fun. They don't take itself too seriously. I would go with the 90s. I've always just wanted to be the fifth girl on Living Single. So that's just where I'm meant to be emotionally, spiritually, physically. That's what I'm looking for. Love those answers. I think I'm going to steal BJ's and go for the buffet as well. But it's now time for the opening statements, a rough summary of what you think and why. The initial reason why I really want more black period dramas is quite selfish. It's because I absolutely love period dramas and I love black people and I just want to see us do as well as possible. I want to see as many black actors out there getting as many roles as possible and making more banging TV shows. And I think for a long time, the genre has been so white dominated. It's really off put a lot of people. Why do a black version of these stories when we can go into black history and use Black creativity to create new original tellings of stories that haven't been done before, 
with, say, the white people. We feel like this would be a more powerful way to impact our audience because they're not just seeing black people in these roles that have been there before, but they're actually seeing something new and that might actually connect with them stronger. Do people want a black Captain America or do they want more Black Panther? I'm just gonna dig a little bit deeper into some of the things you've said and try and knock you off your feet with some interrogation. One of BJ's statements kind of put a spanner in the works, but we'll get into that later. Like all of us, I loved Bridgerton. Honestly, I think it was incredible. Something I found a bit weird, though, was the whole race thing. Because first, I thought it was going to be sort of colorblind in the sense that you have black people there, but we're not really, like, focusing on their race. And I got that a bit until the, like, two-minute speech with Lady Danbury and the Duke, when she said they chose one of us or the king chose one of us, and that's how we've been able to make our way in society. You've addressed it, but in a really superficial manner what love just suddenly destroyed racism i think if love could destroy racism we wouldn't be seeing a lot of the things that we see today so i was just a bit confused and i want to get your opinion on your preferences would you prefer completely colorblind period dramas a bit like the roger and hamilton i definitely butchered their name but cinderella where you've got a black queen a white king and a filipino prince or when they address the race like they tried to do in Bridgerton, or would you prefer all white cast? I would love to get to a place where we don't care about people's backgrounds and they can just play roles, but we're not there yet. Instead, I think we should just be intentional about being careful about people's stories and smart about the roles that we originate for them. So in Bridgerton, that show had some really big colorism issues. We saw the light-skinned people in positions of royalty, and we saw the darker-skinned people in not those same positions. It's just impossible to ignore, and I don't think that we can reach a place where we have colorblind casting or colorblind roles until we address these underlying issues. As we get to that point, we need to get people used to having these Black stories or these Filipino stories and have everyone represented in their own way. And once that becomes the norm, then we can just mix it up however we like. I think in Bridgerton specifically, I see what you mean with the whole, it came out of sort of nowhere. By episode eight, they remembered, oh yeah, we haven't actually addressed the fact that they're Black and they're all in prominent <laughs> positions. Let's throw that in right now, you know, just a quick time thing. <laughs> I did think that was a little bit problematic, but... I do think there are circumstances where colorblind casting is kind of fine. A lot of it is because a lot of these period dramas are pure escapism and also because there are periods in history where black people were part of society and it wasn't so outlandish that they would be there. So, for example, the Mary Queen of Scots film, I thought Adrian Lester was brilliant. That was a nice way to introduce someone in a powerful position. But also, you know, in Tudor courts, they did have black people, even though they may have been servants. There were a few like Moors and stuff who would have been tradesmen, etc. In cases like Shakespeare, etc., I just don't think it's that deep. You know, you can be Romeo, it's fine. We don't need to address the 12th century dynamics of, of race in the Middle Ages. Like, I think it's cool. Let's just get people acting. I think this is the part where I'm really split on. And the fact that you just mentioned Shakespeare is interesting because when I was 16, I watched a theatre production with Adrian Lester called Red Velvet. And it's basically the story of the first black man to play Othello, which is Ira Aldridge. It was strange because... Othello was a black character that was being played by white characters. 
with blackface because obviously Shakespeare, his whole thing was like appearance versus reality and all of that stuff. Obviously, naturally, there was a lot of controversy around it and then he had to like start painting his face white to play a black character. As you can hear, that sounds very messy. And so my question to you, Corinne, is, is it ignoring too much the power of art as activism as well to just say, yeah, yeah, you're playing someone that would probably have oppressed you back in the time, but whatever. So I think it really depends on the productions. It depends how much they address social issues. I don't think Bridgerton is a social issue drama. I think it's mainly fantasy, to be honest. And I think a lot of Shakespearean dramas are comedy fantasies. So I don't think in those instances it is that outlandish that someone could be black. I do think there's space for black stories specifically to be told in black period dramas. So for example, we had Self Made about Madam CJ Walker, but I don't think there's an issue in colorblind casting. Like people are really up in arms about Jodie Tennant-Smith playing Anne Boleyn and people are really angry about that. In an ideal world, someone might say, well, they should have created like, you know, another character who could, you know, be a specifically black character in Henry's court. But really and truthfully, if we're going to give people opportunity to do as many roles as they want, especially in the British market, we have to have some colourblind casting. It's too competitive as it is and it's too exclusive. I'm going to flip over to the pilot pod. One of the points that I mentioned for a span of the works was your point about telling untold black stories. And that was actually going to be one of my questions against you because I think that, you know, they're still in that period. Like in my research, I found out a story about a Nigerian princess Sarah Forbes Bonetta who was Queen Victoria's goddaughter that actually grew up amongst the Tudors. What stories specifically would you like to see more of? Should we go back and tell more stories of affluence from the past that we haven't heard of? Continue to tell stories of oppression and breaking through that oppression or stories that focus on the present or the future? What should we focus on instead if not producing more black period dramas? How many versions of Pride and Prejudice and Little Women have we seen? Show of hands. I know this is an audio medium, but I would say (laughs) I don't have enough fingers. We've just seen far too many of these stories. As you said, there are Black historical figures that people have never heard of. I'm learning that people did not know who Fred Hampton was. Lovecraft Country taught people what sundown counties are. We want those stories about these important figures and about these periods of time, but we also want new stories. So let's talk about one of the most highly anticipated films last year that had to be pushed because of COVID, Zola. That was a Twitter thread about a nightmarish evening. I stayed up till like 3 a.m. trying to follow all of her tweets. And the fact that this Black woman's story was then turned into a movie that is really good and that she got to be part of it and she got to be part of crafting that story. And it's so original. And there are so many original stories and ideas in the minds of Black people that we don't have an opportunity to explore. I know one thing that can weigh heavy on audiences is that a lot of the period or historical stories regarding Black people can be very heavy and dark. As someone who watches a lot of media for both of us, we want to limit how much emotional turmoil we're going through. So I want to ask you, Corinne, to what extent do you think these Black period dramas are just a bit of let's play catch up? They weren't casting us 10 years ago, but you know now we've made a bit of way so they can cast us now. So let's go back telling the same stories, but changing the face of the same story. I really like the Annie retelling just because Annie's my favourite musical. But I think there are so many cases in which 
oh, we're going to do this again, but we're just going to have a black genie like in Aladdin. Or, well, there could potentially be a lot more excitement with things that haven't been seen before. And you're still getting that inclusion. You're still getting that diversity. You're still getting that variety, but in a new way. Period drama is so popular. I think now, especially that younger people are getting into it because they're getting into it through colourblind castings or shows that are more multicultural like Bridgerton, like Harlots, etc. When we're talking about new black stories as well, I think we still have barely even touched on black history in film especially. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom that came out the end of last year. It's fascinating, it's amazing. We should all be talking about it. Young people should know who these people are. And I think part of the reason that we don't have this knowledge is because we haven't had that openness in the medium that is film and television that maybe white people have had. I mean, white people could tell you all about Spartacus because, I mean, that's one of the biggest films of all time. Where have we learned about, I don't know, maybe an ancient warrior who was of black descent? Even the Billie Holiday film that's coming out about the FBI versus Billie Holiday. So many people do not know any of that. They do not know how the FBI tapped and watched black people and tried to stop activism. I think there's such an opportunity to be both educational and exciting and just new through period drama. They're only going to get more popular and they've always been popular. They always will be. So I think it's better that we get on the train, our own black versions of the train, than to not be on it at all. I completely understand what you're saying. While I don't think that people are necessarily tuning into Dowden Abbey for a history lesson, I'd be a liar if I said I haven't been fact-checking each and every scene in The Crown. So I do think they can educate us about the past while still telling new stories. Another open question to you all is how important do you think that historical accuracy is in retelling stories? You can really easily teach your audience something that's false. And I think there are a lot of people who will look at this media as a substitute to a textbook, as a substitute to actual history, and the type of story that you're telling where you're swapping out some characters, leaving some people out, changing their race, you could start to kind of send out a new narrative to society, a new narrative to your audience. And if you don't correct them at the same time that you're doing that, that could lead to some trouble. But I think it's important to draw that line between is this fantasy and for your enjoyment? Even if you're telling a fun story, so even if historical accuracy isn't the focus of the movie. I think that the way that period dramas are set up, the concept of retelling or remaking a story is that if you are plugging in characters of color, unless you're being intentional or doing it with care, if we're specifically talking about black people, those people can feel inherently anachronistic to the story that they're being featured in. Like if we're watching the King's speech and Prince Albert's coach was a black man, there's no way you would just take that. You would sit there and be like, now why is Colin in that room with that black man? There is no way he would have trusted him to do that speech and motivate those people to go to war. Even if we're taking historical accuracy out of it, there's just not enough care in a lot of these movies where people are shoehorned in to play these characters. Like you said for Bridgerton, which is not a historically <laughs> accurate or historical show we've established. Having that throwaway line of being like, why are all these black people around here? And be like, oh, love is love. Like that just wasn't enough. So if a black man rolled up on the king in the king's speech, you couldn't just like love is love your way through that plot point. It kind of has to be nuanced based on the character and the situation. If you'd watched The Crown, then, you know, the Queen's best friend popped in and was black after you heard all the things that Andrew, I can't remember the name, has to say about African people. You'd be like, 
Okay. A lot of the time, you know, with historical accuracy, people get very angry and they're like, oh, it's not realistic that this is a black person because, you know, Queen Anne was white. And I think a lot of the time, people who maybe cough racist <laughs> use that as a way to distract from the issue at hand, which is that it's just creative license sometimes. Also, if anybody watched Bridgerton and was expecting historical accuracy after they had Taylor Swift in the background, I'm really sorry, but that's a personal problem. <laughs> that's a fantastic point, and I, I completely agree. And the person that actually um, was saying that, you know, historical accuracy was important was the creator of Downton Abbey. It made me think of this Christmas advert, which was a black family having... Uh, dinner and they were like what on earth this is not our UK you can imagine and at the same time another supermarket Aldi had a carrot family and people were saying that you know how ridiculous is it that the UK are more okay with a carrot family than a black family I think people have double standards where they're like creative license is okay and sometimes it seems that when it gets to black people that's where it's like oh well wait 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 you're doing too much my last question is do you think art is more powerful as a means of escapism or a means of activism? If I'm specifically considering Black people, which is the scope of this debate, then escapism is activism for Black people. The choice to rest, the choice to take a step back, that is a radical act. Black people are being worked into the ground across the diaspora. As long as the art itself, it isn't harmful or hurtful to Black stories, then I think that that is inherently, whether it's escapism or activism, it's a powerful radical act for Black people to engage in and to witness. Letting that art be escapism, letting us dream, let us think about the things that maybe historically we haven't had the opportunity to do. I do think it's important that we allow ourselves to have these escapist moments and, you know, we allow ourselves to, to just have pure entertainment. And I think a lot of period dramas are pure entertainment. People don't sit down to watch Poldark because it's a serious story about 17th century. They sit down because they're like, oh, he's hot and he's in love with this one and she's a princessy girl. And, and that's all it's about. It just needs to be escapism and fun. And I think black people can jump into that and make them beautiful. Beautiful period romance for me. It's now time for my favourite part. I'm no longer a buffer. The pilot pod, Kirill, you are free to go at each other. Stay respectful, but ruthless. It's the main debate. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. When you watched Downton Abbey, did you ever feel kind of irked by the lack of black people in it? Because for me, even though I enjoyed it and I watched it, it, it is very overwhelmingly white a lot of the time. And... I, I personally think Julian Fellows, I can't stand him because he's always piping up. I think he is making a lot of intentional choices not to include black people. The first black character was this jazz player who had like two lines and was just there in the background at a party. And, you know, by this point, we're in the 1920s. So what is your main excuse? Wouldn't you like to see more black people in sort of escapist, you know, period pieces like Downton Abbey? I think with the show like Downton Abbey, I was able to enjoy it because... 
I accepted what it is. At no point when I was watching it did I say, I wish I had an estate like that. I wish I was in this type of family, inheriting this, having to throw these parties. I said, these are very lavish, privileged white people with problems that I have not dealt with <laughs> and will not deal with. But I can enjoy watching their stress. And then after that, I can go see you know, my escapist piece starring some black people where I feel like I have a stronger connection. Corinne, when you made a point about the train is going, so black people need to get on it and hope for the best and get cast. Now, what about building our own train, our own train track, our own station, hiring our own conductor named Ava DuVernay? I think Ava is already on the train, actually. As we all see with Bridgerton. I think the train is chugging along, but there's a huge diversion that could be taken on this train. It does not have to go on the exact same path. We don't have to make the Downton Abbeys of the world, which are kind of boring. We've seen with, like, Lovecraft Country that we can make period pieces that are also, you know, a bit of futurism, a bit of sci-fi, a bit of magic, and we can make those stories really exciting. And I think the great thing about Black people is they have this ability to create a whole new way of doing things because for so long they've been excluded from the traditional way of doing things and I think that's shown us that period drama doesn't have to just be romance that is what I like personally but it doesn't have to just be that it can be so much more it can be set in everyone's in ball gowns and you know they're in a spaceship like I just (laughs) looks like we've got a little Ava DuVernay here on our hands what's the period drama in space a point that I think might be pertinent is who is creating these period dramas. I didn't watch Belle, but I watched the trailer. And you have this mixed race Belle with just like a particularly white cast. And I get that was the story they were trying to tell. But I still think that a lot of it is like through the white gaze, I suppose. Do you think that there are enough people of colour in that? And I don't know about this, so this is a question. Are there enough people of colour like in the period drama space? No, not at all. I wrote a piece on inclusion of, you know, people of colour in period dramas. The one thing I found was from theatre to film to TV, behind the scenes, especially in British theatre, it's so unbalanced and I think that's part of the reason why it's so difficult for people to to even get their foot on the door. Belle is an interesting one because Amma Sante like I can't forgive her for where hands touch which I still haven't watched because why am I watching a thing of a black girl and Nazi falling in love it's just it didn't need to happen. I literally don't understand how this film got to production and filming and release like I don't understand. My follow-up question to that is do you think your argument is a bit more idealist than realistic in the sense of black period dramas do have the power to like as you said divert the train track but realistically like given what's currently in place what seems more doable is telling these new stories it feels undoable because you know people don't have as much of an interest in it because they haven't seen themselves in a way be able to do it i think a lot of people would have thought you know if i do that it'll bomb i think following Bridgerton we will see more black period dramas I mean it's the biggest Netflix series of all time there's there's no there's no debating it it is the future so I'd just like to bring up another point Corinne that you made earlier about the popularity of period dramas and also how we can kind of remix that to ball gowns in space and I'm wondering from my perspective with you know Gen Z new generations and moving forward Our audience likes to see stories set now or in the future so they can feel like 
this is something that I'm going through or I can experience or dream to experience. The best form of escapism is time traveling. And I think whether that be in the future or the past, I think it's the best way to sort of remove yourself from this current situation. If there were a time that you could travel to in history, Corinne, where would you go? Ooh, that's that's a good question. Not too far back, not too far back. <laughs> Just pre-pandemic. <laughs> Yeah, what kind of escapism can black people do in history? Do you know what? Okay, I personally would really like to be in the 70s, even though, you know... Oh, sure. (laughs) Actually, I would like to be in the 1930s in Grenada with my grandma as a child because I've heard all her stories and it sounds really lit and it sounds very cute. But ideally, I'd like to be somewhere a bit more tolerant, so I'd probably be around now. But, you know, it, it depends. Is this allowed to be realistic or can it be a fantasy? Because, you know, I'd like to be a princess in the 16th century if it's a fantasy, but... True. If we stretch the bounds of what a period drama is, then put me anywhere. But I think my answer would be the same as yours. If I were forced to go back in time, which is the only way I would go, it would be within, I guess, the comfort of my own family. Like, maybe with my grandmother or (laughs) a young version of my mama, I think we would be friends. I don't know that I would just willy-nilly go to, like, 1950s the U.S., Maybe this might be a bit harder for you guys to imagine because I'm thinking like of a very British point of view. But when you have a sort of field that is predominantly white based and there's not as much opportunity for people of colour to sort of break through and to create their own. And the majority of things on television are period dramas. How do we move forward without exploring the inclusion of black people in period dramas? Because even like Call the Midwife, which is a super popular show in England, only had like its first black character like three years ago. And it's been on for 10 years. How do we make it more normalised for black people to, for them to exist? Because it's almost like they, they just don't exist. And they did exist. They, you know, we've had black people in England for centuries. Basically, if I'm a poor actor in London, how, how are you going to get me jobs? <laughs> Without, without black period dramas. Definitely getting a black character on a period drama is important. But like you said, there's going to be limited opportunities there. And in order to normalize it, we think you need to make black stories that reach a broad audience, not just the black audience. A show and film that we've talked about that I think are great examples are Black Panther and Lovecraft Country. Both of those reached immense popularity, but that popularity is because it went beyond the black community. I would say Black stories for Black people do well, too. We've seen Insecure be really successful. All the issues, which are broad, but they are very Black, do very well. I hope all the issues make sense. <laughs> no, we, we know, know. we know. <laughs> I think that was a really interesting point that you that you both brought up. And I think that Corinna's point about period drama, like sort of being the trend that is like running in terms of like a way to, I guess, expand the stories beyond the reach of just black people. It is to get at what's trending. So like superheroes, like everybody loves superheroes. It always does well, like in the box office and it has a lot of commercial success. And I think we're seeing the same with period dramas. People aren't getting tired of them. Yes, I love, you know, by us, for us um, films and productions. But I think that at times it's like, we're so far in our, like, our own niche all the time that we're not able to, like, I guess, do as well commercially. And I think that getting on the period drama train might be a way of doing that. Well, how many slots are there for Black people on those trains? From the perspective Corinne shared of, let's say, I'm a broke actor there. How many tickets are available? It's already been sold. It's already been sold <laughs> versus Black people who are trying to make their own way. So there is network television. I would also say that 
looking outside of TV, there's a wealth of web content. There are whole streaming platforms that are exclusively web, borrowing from across the pond. I May Destroy You and Chewing Gum are great examples of shows led and started by Black people. It's very yes and. So dope to get some Black people on period dramas. I just don't know how many slots there are. Even on Bridgerton, which we keep mentioning, how many Black people were on Bridgerton? Not that many, just more than we saw on like Downton Abbey or The Crown, unless they want to recast Princess Diana as me. I'd be down for that. (laughs) You don't see me strolling onto The Crown as a guest star or a recurring role. So I just don't think that there are many slots available. I don't think that is the ticket to getting out of my apartment and, and being like, to what you said, broke. I would just like to see more period dramas featuring Black people made by Black people showing black stories so for me personally I really loved in Bridgerton the boxer who was the hottest guy in the show and his wife I would I could have watched a whole series about them just living their life in a period setting that's it I just want to see some more romance but I want to watch the romance with a black face that's all I want I hope we can have black creators making every single genre they want to but more periods Corinne you did bring it back in the end and the question is do we need more So that's the question I'm going to be answering today. Do we need more? Is it worth going down that track? Is it worth exploring? Is it worth injecting, I guess, more, putting more effort into it? Or is it more worth going the other way? Spoke a lot about how the current scene is now, but do we need more? Sure, we can always have more. More is better, but more isn't realistic. More isn't what we're going to be able to get more easily. So we can focus on what's attainable while still dreaming and desiring and aiming towards more. But I'm not going to say we need more because we can still achieve the goal of telling Black stories, providing that escapism mixed with activism with other mediums. How many times have you been at dinner and learned a story from your family where you go, this should be a movie? Or when you scroll through Twitter and seen a fire movie concept pitched. Do you remember when people pitched that caper movie starring Lupita Nyong'o and Rihanna and Issa Rae wanted to write it? There's just a lot there. And so there's just so much more for us to explore. So as BJ said, more is more. So let's have the black ass bravery to tell more stories and reach deep into our creative bags and just go with that versus hoping for more period dramas, which I just don't know what the odds are there. Okay, so before I make my decision, you have 30 seconds to get me on your side. This is your last chance. It's the closing statements. Black people can really rock the stories that they already have. There's so many things that we're unfamiliar with that people are thinking about that haven't been told yet, that are in the future, that are in the present, and that are allowing us to really say, hey, black people aren't limited and black people don't have to retell the stories or imitate the stories that white people have been telling give us something new it is attainable for us to have a huge success and one of those ways we can have success is jumping on genres that already exist and allowing ourselves to be creative in every genre that is we saw this with black panther and superhero films and we're going to see it with period dramas because black people are going to jump in and they're going to make the most creative best way to take on those genres so yeah I think we could have more black period dramas. I don't think we have enough. I think the future is in our hands. Please make more, Ava. I love you. Good night. 
I want both sides. I think we just need more black everything. I think black people do storytelling really well. And I think if you put black people in the period drama box, they're going to break that box open into, you know, more and more stories. If you put them in like the futuristic box, same thing, present day, same thing. I think black people do a really amazing job of storytelling. But in terms of what we should, I guess, focus our attention on, what we're going to be campaigning for, I think whenever we go down the route of doing something again, it's very easy for us to just take the first thing that we're given. So with Bridgerton, there was a lot of praising of the diversity and it ignored a lot of what, you know, was missing. Just because of the duty of like care and intention and how I think it's very easy for it to just end up being tokenistic and be like, okay, like you wanted a black period drama, we've given it to you, but we're not gonna focus on actually telling on how the story's told. I think just because of that, I'm gonna side with the pilot podcast and say that we do not need more black period dramas. Will I be watching Bridgerton season? 10, season 100, absolutely. The conversation does not stop here. Be sure to follow The Pilot Pod on Instagram at The Pilot Pod. Follow us on Instagram at The Motion underscore. Tweet us your thoughts at The Motion Pod underscore. Send us an email, themotionpodcast at gmail.com and listen to our radio show every Sunday live on Wizard Radio from 5pm. Be blessed, stay safe and have a wonderful week. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.